sounds like nether splat, bitch. <laughs> Natter splat. 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 Are you getting vaccinated? No, absolutely not. I feel very. I don't even think it should be called a vaccine and it actually shouldn't even be called a vaccine because it's not a vaccine and whatever spike protein that they say that it's supposed to be affecting to do that isn't the normal way that we've ever done vaccines before anyway. And who's to say what fucking spike protein that they're going to be altering and who's to say how that's going to affect us in the future? I think that's fair to say what you just said. Not a vaccination. I've heard that before. And I thought, what is that? But when you look into it, it depends how you define a vaccine, right? I guess you could say a vaccine is any healthcare procedure that immunizes you from, from disease, which means even giving someone the disease could be classed as a vaccination or whether your idea of vaccination but, is but something that spanks antibodies. But it says it like in the antibodies. title, Im immunization, like you're mm. building an immunity to mm. something to it. And mm. that's what like why this first and foremost shouldn't be labeled as a vaccine because generally a vaccine needs the virus itself inside of it to be cultured and broken down to be able to put into us to build an immunity to it right. versus this so-called vaccine that they're going to be doing is the alien RNA and alien what, RNA and what they say is it's going to be um uh affecting a particular spike protein but why would we need that for a vaccine and what is that going to do to help and they say that that's going to help but really all that is going to be doing is affecting your messenger RNA and your RNA is the messenger for your DNA to the rest of your body to heal a wound to it's what it sends like the messages from yeah your DNA to the rest of your body to function so if you're altering something like that mm -hmm. you're going to be sending altered messages to your body and why would we ever need that mm -hmm. we've never needed something like that before what would you say to people who said you you know you should have a lot of faith in the medical system and in doctors you know the medicine we have today the technology is incredible and yes it's it's pioneering but most medicine is pioneering like what what is what is so different about this that's so worthy of mistrust to say you know any other pain medication cancer treatment uh flu remedy that have side effects, have potential downfalls? What what makes this different? So I'm going to make a side note really quick about vaccines in general because vaccining people is still a relatively new thing that we've been doing with people. And now, and it does take a long time and it does take a lot, like quite a process to really get the results of everything. And one thing with vaccinations that a lot of people don't know because through this so-called vaccine, alien RNA that's going to be injected into you. Um, they, I, I got into researching other vaccines and other vaccines, um, the, the studies are out now with like the human papilloma vaccine. What, there's like something over like 28 strands around there of different types of like uh hpv of H right hpv that okay. you can get so yeah. and you can get shots for that to get rid of to be less likely 
to get pretty uh, genital ones or certain particular ones. But what you like, what they didn't know at first and what they're now finding out is by taking a vaccine for one and making uh, building intolerance to one or making one inactive in your body, mm -hmm. you're opening the door for all of the other mm -hmm. ones to be a lot stronger mm -hmm. and be more likely to be mm -hmm. to there's a virus ecosystem so that's that's the only thing is like messing with people's bodies like that like it takes a while to figure out what the repercussions are going to be and so it's it's very complicated there and now back to what you were saying to answer your question one of the things that is mistrusting for me in the current um, medical fields lately is that through researching and everything okay first and foremost i'll make the point that who's writing the books okay i'll make this point there's a diff we all know that there's a difference between eastern and western medicine and where do who writes the books that our doctors learn from if you look at like where the books and the libraries come from they come from specific groups of like uh, specific families. I don't. I want. I don't want to call them elite because I want to take that away from them. That's they. They. They really don't deserve that titleship. So the people on top. So the people on top. The Rothschild Institute. The Rockefeller Institute Library for Harvard for all of these huge schools. These books are being written, and that's why there's such a difference between Eastern and Western medicine. These books are being written by people to make money off of the human population in the West versus actually being able to help them. And they're like, I've I've struggled with this myself, like through my own different things that I've gone through with medical testing and going to uh, Eastern and Western doctors and the differences of opinions that I get from them and how with Western doctors you have to go back three, four times unless you have a really good one that actually like wants to help you. But even with dentists, like it's all about making money. It's such a like Western medicine is so driven on making money well, and giving people medications. And you've just made me realize that, you know, a doctor, if you ask what a doctor is to most people, they would say um, someone who's there to help me with my health, you know, or something along those lines. But if you realize what doctor, doctors study to become a doctor is medicine, it's called medicine, right? And it's like, I never really thought about that. Like maybe if the, the idea of a doctor was health, there would be a different focus mm -hmm. um, rather than saying I study medicine. That is true, some and that's people, another difference between the East and the West. Some people might say that's a silly distinction, probably doctors, because um, there's so many medications out there, and that is the nature of doctoring, I should imagine. You know what I mean? I'm sure doctors do say, hey, um, go exercise. <laughs> uh, go take some time to relax. Uh, mm -hmm. Stop playing with your smartphone if it's giving you anxiety. All these things, they know that about health, but ultimately their job is to say, okay, this has got to the point where I can prescribe you this and it will help. So I don't mean to sound too cynical on Western uh, health because it is very effective at what it does. And I, I think where we'll agree is that things are overprescribed um, and the people in control are often the people making billions from the drugs and there's bound to be a conflict of interest. Yeah, it's just like, it's all kind of connected. Like Western medicine, I just like, the more I learn about it, the less I agree with it. And then like, we also grew up being able to trust the government and trust our doctors. And now I've had an experience myself where I've had a doctor 
essentially lie to me like and that like not essentially that was exactly what the doctor did and there's so much um because the the doctors are supposed to have the hippocratic oath and i'm sure there's something the uh, an equivalent to that all over the world like in any professional medical profession <clears throat> yeah mainstream medical profession so i um i i've had co i've been tested positive for covid twice and the first time i'll tell that story later but then the second time i had i had already been like because with or without corona i'm kind of a homebody i don't go out a lot like and i i i had just recovered from corona once so I didn't go out and I hadn't seen anybody in two weeks. And then I went to get tested again and I had a positive test. And I and when the doctor called me, I asked him, I was like, I want to know what the percentage is of P and what the possibilities are to have a false positive. And I want to know what those numbers are. And he told me with these new tests, it's impossible for there to, to be false positives. And I said, no that's incorrect that's not how science works like there's always a chance that there there is an oh, there's a possibility of a false positive there's always an, a likely chance would you and have been satisfied doctors... if he'd said very very small chance yes i would have been a lot more satisfied than him use, repeating the word impossible for these new tests to have false positives and i remember that because it just was burned into my mind because i was like that is not language a doctor should be using that's not languages the doctors were ever taught to really use like they're supposed to give like gauge your like when they're gonna tell you some like someone has a low chance of dying they have to be honest about it you know like that's that's part of the being a doctor and being able to trust them so when I had it and I, I exactly told him that I said no there's always a possibility of something and I want you to tell it to me because you're the doctor that administered the test to me so it's your responsibility did he capitulate to, to answer me as your patient and he said no it's just impossible and I uh, I, I can't tell you any more than that so and I told him and then you're lying to me because I don't believe those statistics nothing is impossible especially when it comes like to medicine in a lot of cases so i i've personally already been lied to and some people might think that oh that's not a like such a big lie but it is a lie actually and a doctor is misleading me when it comes to my health and in addition to that these new these fucking pcr tests that we're doing all over the world i like the guy that invented them he invented them in 1991 they didn't start getting publicly publicly used until 1993 and they were always intended to be used on blood and never intended to be used on the dna of snot and if that was the case and that was how we're supposed to be testing we would be able to test our spit we would be able to just rub inside of the nose there's no reason for these fucking tests to be penetrating to the back of your throat to the like to the, like access like, okay let me let me jump in here. let me jump in here i mean i t i tend to ag i tend to agree with medical Science, it seems quite excessive to get. It seems like there's a lot of chance of extra complications when you're really jamming things up people's faces, uh, you know, on a wide scale. I understand the reason for some testing, but when you start to do anything by the million, you're going to get problems. And it is, to me, it is quite strange that we have all these uh, cotton buds going up noses and a lot of people losing their smell like they're connected. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the highest, I think it's the, one of the most common symptoms in this. And yes, it's not brand new symptom. It has happened with other flus and people lose it, but it seems a lot more different, more profound. Uh, and I think to not 
to ignore the fact that we're also doing the biggest nasal penetration scheme the world has ever known at the same time as the most loss of all the factors. Because you functions. can't do one without the other. You need one to like mm. almost cause the other. Mm. But I do want to jump in as a devil's advocate and ask you, you're saying there's no reason to put up there. I feel like there is a, uh, there's a reason biopsies exist. and there Not are, there for could this be type of reason. testing, for the specific PCR testing that they are asking people for that is meant to be done on blood. It is not meant to amplify the plasma in fucking snots because then all you're going to do is get the um, trace evidences of prior sicknesses because Dead essentially virus. what that is testing for is SARS, any type of SARS and COVID is grouped into that family. So then if you had any kind of sickness recently, you'll test positive for COVID. So these tests are null and void because they are being used inaccurately. So these tests are a farce just in themselves. And like there I've read it multiple times. As long as if people were to stop taking the the test, COVID would go away. Right. Well, yeah, most of the our numbers are based on testing rather than empirical because they're evidence. All, like, yeah. all of the numbers that we're seeing are cases and people really need to understand the difference between reported case numbers and deaths. Because the recorded deaths from actually COVID in twenty twenty are so much significantly lower than people could ever possibly like imagine because they've been like they've had the the numbers of the cases shoved down their throat and what they don't take into consideration is the people that go back to get retested to see if it's out of their system the people that want to make sure the day after that they test positive and then they go back earlier maybe it's not completely out of their mm -hmm. system so the same person could have been tested three four times in the one month and that they're not breaking that down per person they're just reporting the cases well deaths are also um, misreported. The UK government admitted incredibly misreported. They, they admitted that anyone who died a month after receiving a positive test for any reason was counted as a COVID death. So I mean, because this is, and the reason be... this is happening is because hospitals are being incentivized to have people dying from COVID. Those respirator machines. Every time somebody dies and they've mm -hmm. used one of those, they get benefits for the hospital. Mm -hmm. Like doctors are way too incentivized for the, these things. For every vaccine that's given, the doctor gets a bonus. Like that's a little nuts. With the va with any vaccine, period. And did you know? That, and this is the truth. This is the God's honest truth. Thirty years ago. They only used to give kids five vaccines. And in the last 30 years, it's gone up to 72 in a lot of places in America that your child needs to be immunized with before they are an adult. But do you accept that they are vaccines? Those Not other all ones. of them. Not all of them. And a lot of them have mercury and really horrible things. And they're like, oh, it's trace elements. It's not that bad for you. But all you need is a trace element of swine flu to get into your body to have it like completely shut down and have adverse effects. Just like with this so-called vaccine alien RNA that they're going to put into you. All you need is for that spike protein in your body to not respond to it well. And, they, and you'll have serious adverse effects they're like the uk released something that said since they've been um vaccinating with the astrazeneca over the last three months that the estimate that they came up with is that there's a two two percent in a million adverse reaction event that happens and two percent in a million that's a very significant number what, what do you mean two percent in a million
million. Be, the, just by the estimates, because they had at this point, um, based on how many people they had vaccinated, there was already 40,000 adverse effects reported from the alien RNA that they're putting into our bodies. <clears throat> and based on that number from the how many people were vaccinated, they gave an estimate of uh, from a million people that uh, there would be a 2% adverse reaction and serious adverse reaction, not just minimal, but a serious adverse reaction to either make you so you can't work on your own or take care of yourself on your own. And like, so these are not light things. These are serious adverse events that have been happening. And this is just in the UK alone. And in the UK, the population out there is 60 million people. So that 2% on 60 million is 1 million people. They want 1 million people from each fucking continent to die. Like, and that's, there's an agenda being pushed forward. There's agenda 2021. These are printed documents that are out there for the public to find and research. Like, they they literally discuss bringing down the world population by 90%. Well, my worry is this, that you say all of this, and now imagine it has an adverse reaction on, say, fertility, a profound effect. I have a feeling we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't even get to say in five or ten years, ha, look at this. It's from We told this. you. Yeah. I really feel it would be like... Um, it's going to well, be incrementally done. Exactly. It was. We've had declining birth rates for many decades now. People are choosing to have less. Yes, miscarriages are up from Wi-Fi and Bluetooth or God knows whatever they want to say. Um, and I don't think we'll ever get to that point where, you, where, where anyone really knows. So I don't want to say, you know, aha, I know. Well, how would I? How would I know? But the, the, the difference is... Is it worth the risk when it's when it's this technology and people who maybe think, what do you mean this technology? I mean, go look up RNA delivery, go up, look what it does, what it's doing to your DNA, and this, and this how is... it's sending different messages going out. And you can say that's medicine and I trust medicine. And I would say, but this is a That's big... a really blind statement to make. Well, in most cases, it would be right. Like most people don't. Um, know for themselves no 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 no. let let me speak in defense of that most people do not suffer adversely for not trusting their doctor like some people will be over prescribed um antidepressants i think it's worse for their life i think some people are prescribed the wrong pain medication and they end up getting hooked and because of the the influence of their doctor their life is worse but for the vast majority of people following the general medical consensus improves their life and I think that's fair. And I think the level of skepticism we have isn't applicable to most areas of life. And I feel the same as you. I've had interactions with doctors. Uh, I was a teenager uh, and I had some back problems and it was just my posture. My posture was pretty bad. I've got kind of like a feminine spine. So I kind of stick my butt out and I just needed to strengthen it up a little. And he told me to stop working out. I shouldn't be touching weights at all. And I did it for a while. I just kept thinking about it. I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, how can me making myself stronger be bad for me? Like, how is that possible? And at first I give him the benefit of the doubt, the way it's pushing my spine. But like, what? He didn't know. It was bad advice. But for the most part, 
Yeah, questioning every move of every doctor is is very counterproductive to your life because there's so much you don't understand. You, we have no idea really about how medicine works, and the, and and doctors do, especially in their field of expertise. They know which drugs re, uh, affect which receptors and how they affect with other drugs, in a in a in a level of complexity that we don't understand. And if you were to just to go, hmm, well, let me work out for myself what what you're telling me your whole life would be consumed by it. You have to give some level of trust. And I think that's where people maybe, maybe have a break because they would say, ah, the cabal, the world elite, the Illuminati, new world order, they would do exactly this. But how is my doctor down the, down the road who I've known for 20 years, how is he on board with this? See, and that's the thing is I feel like um, Western doctors, what they're taught, 80% of it is very useful to their patients. But then I do believe that there is skewed learnings in there to where they, a uh, Western doctor would prescribe you a synthetic drug or, or um, antibiotic to fix your problem than a natural one. And I've always, I, I've always kind of done this is I have a Eastern and a Western doctor. So I usually go to my um, osteopath or my homeopathic doctor and I will I and like I've done these tests just for the sake of doing them and he will prescribe me completely natural things to fix the situation then I will go to my uh, like my western doctor and then she'll say you have to take these antibiotics for x amount of time for this and that and then I look at the ingredients in there and I can barely understand like what the ingredients are versus my osteopath told me to take cranberry or to take ground up clove in a pill and then cranberry to fix it because that'll be hard on your system and the cranberry will heal mm -hmm. it afterwards mm -hmm. and then that's how mm -hmm. you can get rid of parasites mm -hmm. per se and then my other doctor told me i was going to have to be on pills for two to three weeks and have to do further mm -hmm. testing and my osteopath said do this for well the like over prescription of antibiotics is insane and i think it's probably not talked about enough again I don't understand the complexity of the problem to speak authoritatively on it. But I think a lot of people are starting to accept that current antibiotics are just getting to their limit in the same way that maybe computer chips do and you have to kind of change the game. And I have a lot of faith in human nature to kind of create the next level of antibiotic that we need. But ultimately, we're, we're in a battle that we're creating ourselves. Exactly. These bugs are becoming stronger because of what we, we create and, and the battle goes on. The problem is people will say, well, what else are we to do? Just say, oh, we don't do antibiotics and let these illnesses kill us. But I, I feel it's akin to a, to a farm. And when you have animals out in the, in, in the field, you don't really need to be injecting them with antibiotics. It's like, yeah, infections happen, disease happens, but you don't en masse have to, to give it out so much. And then in a, in a, in a bad environment where they're crammed in, they're living in their own felt too close to one another <laughs> too much interaction now you're starting to see that like routine uh you know antibiotics become become a thing and obviously it's not routine not everyone gets them but i the level of ignorance regarding antibiotics people i know who were like <clears throat> just been feeling a bit off i still got some old antibiotics I'm like what are you doing i'm like what are you doing that's to kill bacteria it, you've probably got a cold yeah but it'll help Oh my God. And then the doctors, they'll prescribe people don't finish their courses. Uh, and it's, you try and explain this to people and, and they don't. Like the scientific literature shows that people are woefully bad at finishing 
finishing their medicine courses you know even when the doctor says even if you stop feeling better please take these till the end yeah they don't people take them wrongly take them when they don't need them um you know hoard them and then take them at the wrong times mm. you know and having antibiotics around in your survival stash is not a bad idea at all but you know when you have that problem that that could be the end of earth so you know like that could be a real problem but but that's 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 an indication of how people feel towards medicine they should trust their doctor but they also know know better because i think doctors throw it out there a lot as well yeah but then doctors also have uh uh an authority that they have to answer to and uh guidelines that they have to follow and objectives that they have to follow for the year per se and that's the time that we're in now and now more than ever i feel doctors should be questioned because before i didn't really have much of an uh, of an issue between the two <clears throat> eastern versus western medicine but now with this current pandemic that we are in which is insane and it is due to some to misinformation and propaganda because there's doctors like a incredibly smart accomplished doctors around the world making statements coming together thousands of them and their statements are being suppressed and uh, like the doctors that play the game and i've i've read agendas where in canada they were told uh, a group of doctors were told this is what you're this is the plan for 2021 and the doctors wanted to question it and they said you can follow the plan or you can lose your job and it's as simple as that and like yeah that that could be hearsay because things like that will be really closely kept under wraps mm -hmm. and that's something that you go in and you tell doctors with words you don't give them a printout of anything and you tell them in words this is what we're going to be doing for the future and then they they can only okay okay <clears throat> i got a question for you there may be some people listening to this thinking, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I'm not sure about this vaccine, uh, but I'm not sure either way. And when push comes to shove, when I can't fly on holiday, when I can't go to a music show, when they ban me from the pub, when I can't go to my favorite restaurant anymore because I haven't had the vaccine and I don't have the, the vaccine passport. Give us a sort of glimpse into the future you think <laughs> that we we are going to have. Because we're, we're resolute in our idea not to have uh, this vaccine. And I should probably make it clear for slightly different reasons. I don't like the idea of alien RNA in me. And I don't like the idea of people telling me that I should do that. And I don't think it's tested enough. I don't necessarily... 100% believe it's going to be bad for us, but I feel like at least on some scale it will be, but it might not be world-ending or shattering. My main problem is that I will not have a state telling me what to put in my body. You know? My body, my choice. Mm -hmm. So, if people ask me, why don't you want the vaccine? I could probably mimic something of what you said and, and, and chat for 20 minutes. Or I could say, I don't want to. And it sounds a dismissive answer and people might say, I don't think that's a good reason to not want. It is a good reason not to want it. Because the question is, 
Big Pharma has knocked something up in less than a year. They've put it in here. It's experimental RNA, which means it affects your DNA. There's other lots of other stuff in there that you don't understand. And we're just going to inject it in your body. Uh, do you want it? And if you don't want it, give me a good reason why you don't want it. All, amongst all this scientific mumbo jumbo. Give me a good reason why I can't inject you with all this stuff. And I feel like we've kind of starting to lose where the burden of proof needs to be. Mm. And and people asking me to explain why I don't want it. And I think I feel it's a lot more incumbent upon them to be saying, okay, let's look at this. I see your concerns. Mercury, huh? You got a problem with mercury. Let me explain why trace amounts of mercury aren't a bad thing. RNA. I know it sounds experimental, but let me walk you through the technology of RNA from the early 90s and how we've successfully used it in many treatments and how it's not as scary as it sounds. If I was hearing that, then maybe my opinion would have been changed, but obviously you don't hear that. And the, the simple answer is, I don't want to. I don't want to take it and no one's going to make me take it. <laughs> Even so. if you are going to hear it because I've seen um, explanations to why these things are and all you have to do is put somewhat of an explanation that sounds like it fits. And this is the problem with many, like even with um, geology in the past, that there's been rocks that have been discovered and they just, they say that this is either a natural formation or it's a this or it's a that or the other. And they, as long as they put a, description that sounds like it fits they consider that truth and they've gone back and had to reevaluate things because they're like oh wait this wasn't how it was done it just sounded good for a while so that was the general description but now we have to change it because now we've actually found out what it was mm -hmm. so we've had a lot of that as well like so i don't you can't trust everything that you hear and read so that's no, a no, very fucking scary thing because actually okay so I will mention that I am writing a paper on the vaccine right now and I'm writing a dictionary definite like I'm writing the definition of all of the ingredients that are in I have the AstraZeneca vaccine list and I'm going to be getting one more to add to the paper and the, uh, just the, the because people you can't just tell them because they don't understand and it, like you can tell somebody one thing and as long as it sounds good they'll believe you because that's the the human nature is you want to be able to trust doctor medical professionals yeah but how do you how do you combat a situation where let's let's look at specifically young people so you could have young people who are non-smokers healthy lifestyle don't drink so much basically in really great shape you know younger than 30 those people are at such a low risk of, of dying from COVID. And they know that. And they they live their life that way. They they kind of go along with social rules, or many of them will. But they don't really mind about seeing other 20-year-olds. Like, they, they know they're not at risk. And yet, they will be willing to take the vaccine. And you could say, well, what's the harm if you don't believe it's nefarious? What's the harm? But I just feel like that... that that change of mindset has, has taken place so quickly where even What's a few years ago we you have would think... agendas that were written out for our future that are like that we can find on our own that is public knowledge we have a destiny that's been written for us by not us and that's a problem and this is and what was the comparison i read today they said they by a certain time or they want 90% of the world vaccinated and then that that 90% of the world vaccinated correlates to like 
if you were to get rid of 90% of the population, there would only be 500 million people. Yeah, but that's just coincidences because it's like, I understand the connection between 500 million and this kind of arbitrary number about what would be perfect for Earth and that's 90% and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not really... How many was it? 500 million. So yeah. It's not exactly 90. But anyway, the... It was what I mean is what I, I don't believe that I don't believe that you think the vaccine will kill 90% of people or even close to that. So it's like I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And I'll tell you why, because they want us to go back and they want us to get vaccinated again. And then we're going to be needing to get boosters for this. And it's because the human body is strong. So if they can't get us with the first round, they're going to get us with the second round. And the, the adverse effects that I'm most worried about is infertility in the future because there is stem cells in there. And they say that they need the stem cells to be able to connect the, um, to be able to deliver the, the, these nanotechnologies into our um mnra like our messenger rna okay well listen listen if i take what you're saying on face value right and i take that as a given my whole life uh sort of plan is changing because most people are going to get this vaccine right and the people that don't most of those will be coerced in the first round and the second round and those people who are actually and then, and willing like you, to give up all those things to not take the vaccine are very small, okay? So what you're saying is most people are going to die, which means I need to just start collecting all my survival no, gear. No, 2%, but that's still enough, isn't it? Like, that's that's in any population. Like, that's so that's so significant, actually. Well, of course if it is. If there's any chance of something like that, we should really be questioning the situation that we're in. Even if there's a 1% chance, like we need to be questioning the situation at hand a lot more than we are. And the fact that the media is coaxing us into let it, like... Uh, that this a false sense of security and they even say that things aren't even going to go back to normal once everybody's vaccinated like the world has changed we are in a world that has changed and unless we take it back it's not going to change back because there is an agenda that we have to follow there is like we are cattle in a line and like unless we break the out of that like we're going to be completely fucked because there is going to be a lot of adverse effects to this and one of them like i was saying is potentially in infertility for the future because of the ingredients that are in there but in addition to that because you're going to be getting multiple doses of this vaccine this could affect you further down the line like you were saying earlier and one of the conspiracies that they're saying that could be affecting this is because last year, so during during COVID, they released 5G and it was so on the DL, like you would expect commercials and this and that, 5G, it's the new thing. They just kind of built a bunch of the things, just put it there, didn't mention anything about it. And then, oh, 5G's here. Do you have it or don't you? It's up to you. And it wasn't like, but everything is advertised. The fucking Super Bowl, everything. The, the prime minister Curious. of the UK. However, everything is fucking meteorized except for this 5G thing that suddenly like just popped up everywhere. And what they're saying is that because we have like this... Um, so-called vaccine it has nano uh, it has nanotechnology in it that is meant to latch on to your messenger rna and attach itself and implant itself into there which is why there's also stem cells in there which is to help it attach to your dna to fucking physically change it and let so you don't make a distinction between gene therapy technology and nanotechnology just 
just so we can be clear. They kind of go hand in hand. No, I, I understand. Always, not always, but that I, I is a, like one is a factor of the other. I mean, nanotechnology, exactly. I think a lot of people have different understandings of this. And it's, it's would you say it's anything that's a, a device sort of on the molecular level that acts well, in nano, a certain like, way? Well, nano, it says so it exactly. in the title. Like, if but you, I think some people, when, they, when, when you say, I'm taking this vaccine and... As, like, I'm going to uh, put it plain and simple. Essentially, you're going to be putting little robots inside of your body. And that's an overstatement of what it is. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in, uh, in a big word so uh-huh. that people will hear me nanotechnology so it's not a robot it doesn't have a mind of of its own but it does have components in it that can be documented that can be that can tell temperature direction it can connect you to the internet and these are going to be things that are going to be fused to your dna and that is completely outrageous to me and in addition to my point about the 5g is with 5G is um, that 5G could uh, possibly what they're saying, and this is a conspiracy theory, but this is something that I've even talked to my mom about years ago, and and like and this was so long ago, but 5G could affect the nanotechnology that you are going to be putting into your body. So imagine being able to control. Okay, so a bunch of the world is vaccinated, and if anybody ever wants to ride again, you could send out a wave of sorts to either make people sick, make them docile, make them not want to riot, make people in, like keep them inside. Like you could, you could mass control people through nanotechnology, through waves, through connectivity like that. And that's what this opens the potential for. And people should be fucking furious and afraid of this because that's insane. They want us all to be linked up. They want us all to be on a cashless society. We've been pushing towards an agenda of having people all under a thumb and Mm -hmm. all completely documented. Essentially, what that means is you're having your freedom completely stripped away from you because one thing that I didn't know when I came out to Europe is I thought Europe and America are quite the same but one thing I've learned while being out here is the people really don't have freedom because as soon as all of this shit hit as soon as the government said wear a mask everybody started wearing a mask as soon as the government said lockdown curfew Mm -hmm. this that everybody's listening and like yeah people are protesting and fighting but still the government has the say in it versus you go you go into America and try to tell fucking Americans what to do it's not gonna happen Florida Mississippi North Dakota South Dakota, they're throwing the mask mandates out the window and guess what? They're fine. Mm-hmm. And they actually have the ability to have, like, and I didn't realize what fucking freedom was until it started being threatened. And that's mm-hmm. what's happening right now. And America! <laughs> fuck yeah! No, but seriously, like... No, I'm serious. I'm serious. That's not a joke. Like, in Europe, like, if people want to hold on to any essence or idea that's similar to freedom then now is the time to wake up and understand like because so many people are indifferent and indifference is like one of it's such a curse of the society that we live in today because so many people would rather just go back to concerts and get their life back that they're willing to like 
pay the ultimate price and they don't even understand that. And now is the time for people to be awake and realize things and think twice about things because the indifference, you imagine getting your human rights tricked away from you because you have nanotechnology within you. So you're now an altered living being and you are no, and now your property and your human rights have been tricked away from you. That is my worst fear to be, wow. like you said, like you said, the state, like you're not comfortable with the state telling you what to do. Imagine not even having a choice of a thought in that. And that I feel is what is at stake here is everything. Our lives are at stake. Our freedom is at stake. And what like American, European, anything, it's your life that's on the line. Like, and I honestly, truthfully believe that I am scared to death of the vaccine. And I do believe it's going to sterilize people. And I do believe it's going to alter the future. And I do believe it's going to hurt a lot of people. So every person that will hear me talk, when I get into a taxi, I will talk to the taxi driver about it. The lady at the store, if I buy a slice of pizza, I will tell anybody that will You're hear You're a zealot. Me. For serious though, because I'm, I really feel this way. And like, it, it like... The agendas are written right out in front of us. How do how are we letting this happen? The tests are null and void. They're like if you look at the science behind these tests, they are completely inaccurate to the testing that we are doing. What the government could be doing is just taking and you've even tried to look into this. They're just taking samples of your DNA to put it on file maybe for the future to run experiments on. Who knows? But it's not to test for COVID. I can tell you that much. Because it's just testing for any common sickness and amplifying it within your snot. It's, that's just not the science of the PCR Okay, so test. we know. So we know about. And that's the only way they're really detecting COVID. Okay, so listen. I think we know your views on the vaccine and COVID, right? What I think people kind of want to know is how do you resist this tyranny? That's a good fucking question. Man. And that's why we're saving it for part two. <laughs> oh my goodness the fire rises if you made it through an entire episode of Natasplat, well done you you can find more of us all over the internet and at natasplat.com see you later